Hello everyone, welcome back to Glock 3. I am your host, Derek, and today we're going to talk about the religious establishment, or religious people. I used to be on YouTube, and I was, it was at first enjoyable. And as much as I enjoyed uh, doing videos, and doing lessons, and doing Bible studies, um, I did get to meet a lot of great people, and a lot of wonderful people at that. But I also came across the same thing that Jesus had to deal with. Religious people. Religious people telling you how you should act, what you should say, how many piercings you can have, if you can wear earrings, if you should wear that shirt or not. And the truth community has become saturated with everyone thinking that their truth is the only truth that matters. And in the scriptures and also uh, religious people who claim to be on a spiritual walk or looking to find truth, to find the truth of Jesus, the world, Lucifer, Satan, and the whole enchilada. But did you know that these people are literally batshit crazy, some of them? I mean, I don't say that to be mean. I really don't. I'm not saying that to be judgmental. But I mean, I met someone on, on YouTube that people, they will dox your information, they will try and get things from you, and I had to deal with the FBI, I had to deal with uh, the, the police on the subject matter, especially having to turn them in. And I sit here, and I, I thought back going, you know, when I was in a church, I, the worst thing I had to deal with was pretty much just deacons. Maybe occasional um, <clears throat> situation with someone in the church and uh, it could be resolved because you would see them face to face. The problem now is that we've got people that are pretty much anonymous. They hide behind an icon. They don't let their appearance be known. They go by an alias. They don't go by their real names. But yet, they attack true believers, true Christians. I had one that claimed to be the Antichrist that I had to deal with. I dealt one who was a nurse that was claiming that she had a bad childhood, but yet nothing that she said actually made any sense. And you find out, people will say about anything to get in with you. They'll, they think that if they could manipulate, change the story, do whatever. And I mean, this thing even went across countries, you know, and other countries that people were from. And I started to sit back and think, you know, in the scriptures, Jesus does good things. He does great things. He is the Lord and Savior. A lot of these people don't like you saying the name Jesus. They'll call it lawn pig, or they'll sit there and say there wasn't a J, or that's not how you pronunciate it. And some of them will even claim that Jesus and Satan are either the same thing or their brothers. Well, I thought that if I showed them the scriptures and, and let them see it for themselves, that they would understand or at least not be walking in their own destruction. I met some people that were extremely nice, but yet they were so wrapped up in the Gnostic text that they didn't know the truth from the fiction. And they didn't know what was truly 
what God's message to mankind is because they've added so many layers of their own crap that they take away what is the greatest thing about the scriptures. Come as you are. Now, I had people that were Satanists, that were atheists, that were just downright stupid or downright evil people. And I had to deal with these people, and I gave them the benefit of the doubt because I was like, you know, they, you know, we're, we're, we're to show the love of Christ. But I was coming across, I was looking at my scriptures today, and a lot of the people that will, that know what the channel was, which was Glop, God Loves Our Passion was the first, a Glop of Truth, and then Yehovah's Words. And, you know, I was very, very nice. I, I wanted to try and reach as many people as I can. I still do. But one thing that I've done is that when I got off of YouTube in that format, and I stayed in my prayer time, and I stayed in the scriptures, I, the Father laid on my heart that I was being too kind. I had too many kitty gloves on that I was worried that I was going to cause somebody to, you know, think bad about me or, or think bad about Jesus because of what my example was. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to force my opinion. If you're listening to this podcast, that means that you want to hear what I have to say on this matter. If you didn't, you would end the podcast and just move on. But I decided that I'm not going to pull punches anymore, and especially when I was taking a look at the scriptures. I was looking at the book of Matthews, and I was looking out of my, my text. It's called the Chronological Gospel. It is something that Michael Rood put together. Um, I like his work. I got to meet him. Um, I got to see one of the oldest tourists uh, here. You know, um, and he's done a lot of hard work in this. Now, what's going to be a, a complete and total shock to everybody is that we think that Jesus was here for three and a half years. That is the number that the Roman Catholic Church put on the time that Jesus was here. But it really wasn't. He was only here for 72 weeks. And all theologians and scholars, they know this fact, but they don't bring it to the forefront because they don't think that it's important to do so. But it actually it is. Because when you find out that Jesus was here during a shorter period of time, then you recognize that everything that Jesus did was with precision with the feast of the Lord and the counter, the anti-feast, the feast of Satan, Lucifer, and the fallen angels. That he made a decoration. Jesus didn't come to just... The ones that knew the truth. And this was the thing that just popped out to me. Is that Jesus knew that the fallen angels knew the truth. And yet the truth was not found in them. Now Jesus for the ones that were, you know, in their sin and were innocent. That didn't have all the answers. That didn't know the right from wrong. But knew that there was something that was missing in their life. And that Jesus was showing them the way. He was very kind and understanding, and just like he tells us to do. But Jesus was not kind to those that, uh, that said they knew the word and knew the truth. He didn't give anyone the excuse that they were babes in Christ. Jesus was with precision, 
a cut down to the marrow. And as I was reading now the book of Matthew, chapter 12, starting at verse 9, it says, And when he departed from the field, he went into the synagogue, and a man was there which had a withered hand. The person who tried him concerning the grain harvest incident asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? So immediately you have someone from the religious establishment coming to Jesus and asking him questions about what is good to do on the Sabbath. And I said here as I was looking at this, I realized that that's what the enemy does. These religious people that are on YouTube, a lot of them are charlatans. A lot of these guys is in the truth movement and the truth, not all of them, but the ones that all they do is attack, manipulate, distort, and twist, and do it for views. They're just like the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The ones that will question the children or the man of God. And so I even had to deal with someone to believe that, that he was the reincarnation of Jesus Christ on YouTube. And I mean, this is why YouTube has become a cesspool of sickness. It really is a cancer in society. And it's very much a cancer in the truth movement and in Christianity. Everyone thinks they have the answer and everyone thinks they know the answer, but yet no one truly reads the Word of God and prays and asks Him for the answer. And so where this religious establishment is coming at Jesus like this in this way, at questioning him about the harvest, questioning him about these things, and then asking, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him? I got accused because I like Transformers, that there had to be something dark and sinister, and that I like Comic Con, so I was pushing the thing that, was making people stay in a child mentality. Time and time again, I, even the ones that came to my aid for a little bit that acted as if they were my friend, they were not. They were just trying to see if I really was the way I was so that they, if anything they could find, they were going to try to exploit it. And these individuals, even whenever I had about gotten up to a thousand subs for the channel, one of the guys that I thought that I was trying to bring and show the love of Jesus Christ questioned me about the channel now being monetized. Now, my wife said they had done that all the way back at the time the thing was initiated. But that wasn't good enough for him. So he started calling me Derek Christ and started calling me all these things. And I sat there and started to really go back and look at his stuff and realized he was just like, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He was a wolf in sheep's clothing. He truly, and his motives are, is that he is a true Satanist and that his love for the world outweighs his love for the one true God, which means he is an enemy of God. And the days of praying for that individual's souls has passed. The time for him to come to know Jesus Christ needs to be soon because we do not have that much longer to have in this world, especially with the events that's taking place around the world. 
So they try to entice you. They try to find something just like Jesus. And I find it interesting that the devil and the ones that serve the devil use the exact same tactics that they used against Jesus. They use against true believers of Jesus Christ today. And it's so that they might accuse him. And he said to them, What man is there among you who having, who having, just one sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath day, will not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much better is a man than a sheep? Therefore, if it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days, then he said to the men, Search, stretch forth your hand. He stretched forth it, and it was restored whole, just like the other. Then the person left and conspired together concerning how they might destroy him. And that is what these demons and these, these Satanists do. They conspire. They'll act like, oh, I really would like to have a Bible. You send them a Bible. And then it's like, oh, what? Oh, I really would like the, the, uh, uh, the book of Enoch and, and the book of Jasher. You send it to them, and they're like, why did you send it through Amazon? I thought you were going to send it from your home. Looking for ways to accuse you. I do have to say that I am glad for, my, for the ministry that I've gotten off of YouTube and that I will not for any reason go back to YouTube to be able to share the Word of God. That is why I have this podcast. These individuals look for ways to accuse you and they will create fantasies and lies just like the, Sadduce the Pharisees and the Sadducees did to Jesus Christ. They looked for anything whenever Jesus... I mean, think about this. They were more worried to find an accusation and plot against the death of the Messiah because he healed a man's hand. See, a lot of these individuals did not like the fact that there was true truth coming out of the channel. And in that truth, people were being convicted in their hearts to change or coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So on this podcast, I can tell you right now, I will not uh, back down. I will not shy away. I will share my thoughts, share my opinions. And a lot of people might not like it. And in that mindset, I say tough shit. As always, pay attention to your surroundings. You never know what lies in the corner. And y'all have a great and wonderful day.